Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're pressing on in Mark. We're in the 11th chapter of Mark. So let's begin with verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem at Bethphage, uh, how do you say that? I forgot that. It's Bethphage. Bethphage, I think is the way you pronounce that. Uh, we had some fun with that in a, in a Bible study a few months back. You know, it looks like how we pronounce it in English, Bethphage, you know. But it's actually Bethphage. And I try to say it right. So uh, who is this? This is Jesus and his entourage. They're approaching Jerusalem. They're at Bethphage and Bethany. Verse 1 continues, near the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there on which no one has uh, ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? You say, The Lord has need of it, and immediately he will send it back here. So, verse 4, they went away and found a coat tied at the door, outside in the street, and they untied it. Some of the bystanders were saying to them, what are you doing untying the coat? And, you know, the other Gospels also give us an account of this, and you get other details in the Gospels. We're not going to go into it right now. But well, the one that asked this was actually the owner. He was a bystander, yeah, but he was actually the one that owned it. They said, hey, what are you doing? Why are you untying the coat? Well, verse 6, they responded, they spoke to them just as Jesus had told them, and they gave them permission. So you can tell that they're the owner because they gave permission to take uh, this coat that no one had ever sat on before. They brought the coat to Jesus, and they put their coats on it, and he sat on it. <clears throat> uh, now, why did they put their coats on it? Well, it, they didn't have a saddle, okay? <laughs> and Jesus was going to ride this thing. Well, that's interesting. Verse 8. And many spread their coats in the road, and others spread leafy branches which they had cut from the fields. And, and you know, uh, you have to wonder, what did the uh, people who owned the fields think about this? You know, it's one thing to offer a branch here and there, but this sounds like that this would have had a little bit of an impact. But they did it. Verse 9. Those who went in front and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, Hosanna, what does that mean? You know, you ask people that all the time. They go, oh, uh, uh, well, it's a, uh, uh, usually something online. It's a point of praise to God. It's a point of adoration because of the way that we use it nowadays. It actually means, oh, save, save us. It is an exclamation of uh, adoration. But it's much more. It's literally like, a save, we pray to you, Lord. Please save us. Save us. Help us. And so over time, it literally became uh, a proclamation of uh, admiration. And then it said, Hosanna, blessed is he. Well, what does blessed mean? Again, it's the same kind of thing. We think, well, we know what it is. Uh, you know, <laughs> it means to speak well of to praise, okay? 
uh, to speak well of somebody. So to speak well of the one who's come in the name of the Lord. And this is right out of Psalm 118. Okay, the 118th Psalm speaks this. We hear a lot about that declaration that the people were saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But they kept talking. The next verse, they were saying this. It's the same sentence. Actually, for the most part, we've only heard the first part of it. Then the rest of it is this. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Well, that's interesting, is it? Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. So they were declaring that Jesus coming into town was the coming kingdom of the father David, the kingdom that David had spoke of, the kingdom that the prophets had spoke of, that it was literally being fulfilled right now. And it's being fulfilled, fulfilled with Jesus coming in riding on a coat. Now, you get all this kind of stuff. People say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does. When a king came into town, if he came in peace, he rode a coat. If he came, he had a, a war in mind, he was going to conquer, he'd come on a horse. Okay? Jesus comes in on a coat. Now, listen to this. Verse 11, he comes into town. Jesus entered Jerusalem and came into the temple. And after looking around at everything, he left for Bethany with the twelve, since it was already late. <laughs> There's something that strikes me about that. You're sort of a, sort of funny and interesting at the same time. Here he comes in in what we call the triumphant entry. You know, mankind is the one that's given that name. Um, he comes in. They're shouting, "Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Bless Hosanna in the highest." And don't you know that the religionists were going bonkers over this? So Jesus comes in the town. So what does he do? He comes in and he looks around. Other Gospels talks about this. He walks around. He looks around. He's just walking in, checking things out, looking around. And he sees what's going on. He comes into the temple. So what's he seeing going on in the temple? Yeah, the money changed and all that kind of stuff. But he looks around at everything, okay, whatever it was that he was supposed to look at. And then he left Jerusalem and went out to Bethany with the 12. They were going to go out there and spend the night. And he did that because it was already late. And it was like, it's nearly like uh, he came into town and he knew he was going to be doing some things and he saw what the state of affairs is. And you go, okay, uh, it's already late, so we'll wait until tomorrow. It's not that Jesus was running late, okay, or anything like that. But it is sort of interesting, just the humanity of it, I think. Because it was already late. He looks around, he sees what's going on, he turns around, and he goes uh, with the 12 where they're going to be spending the night. Well, tell you what, we'll look at what happens next because the next day something really curious happens. As a matter of fact, every day for the balance of Jesus' life on earth, which is drawing to an end right here, by the way, has all sorts of intriguing things. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you all next time. <laughs>